0: All right, I'm gonna give you guys a little bit of a backstory um, that I feel like I need to share. Some of you have heard a good amount of this already, so for those of you who have, I apologize, but I definitely need for those who haven't to give you guys the whole story, so you can understand what the Lord spoke to me this last year, and how you know being in this group to help process um, definitely was a huge benefit. Um, in terms of what we're moving forward with here at the church. So, um, about a year year and a half ago, I had the opportunity, our family did, to live on an orphan. And from the beginning, Crystal wasn't super excited about it. And what we had the opportunity to do was to bring her into our home for a month and host her and advocate for her adoption. And there was a meeting to learn more about it i basically had to drag crystal to the meeting but that quickly changed so she went from not really knowing how we're going to do this with our kids and our work to a couple weeks after this meeting and being able to you know hear from the lord about you know specifics about this child you know her age gender and really started feeling like the lord was leading us, um, leading us into this so, of course, a couple months later, she's coming. We decided to to host her. And from the beginning, and actually even before she came, Crystal was like basically calling her our daughter. So she was on board with that from the beginning. And once she came and stayed with us for a month, we all fell in love with her and still really felt like we were supposed to pursue this girl for adoption and I was like whoa that's not exactly what I initially signed up for however I knew it was a possibility and those types of big life transitions and things that um, I guess adoption in general is a big deal so I was trying to not let fear and overwhelm dictate what I needed to hear from the Lord on what we're supposed to do with this. So I took some time after she went back to her country in Latvia, and which I, we didn't have a lot of time because she was, at this time, she was 15 years old and going to be turning 16 in about 10 months. And they all need to be adopted before they're 16 in order for it to, you know, for us to go through the system correctly. So I fought some overwhelm, felt some, fought some fear, and I heard from the Lord that we're supposed to pursue this girl for adoption. So we tell the hosting agency that we want to pursue her. They go talk to her and from the beginning, she basically says, I am overwhelmed I, I feel pressured. I don't really want to be adopted. And at least that's how we heard it. I think she was, and, and we talked with her too, um, but I think she was pretty set from the beginning, even though we weren't really convinced. So we had a choice at that point. Do we keep moving forward? Because a lot of these kids changed their minds last minute we keep moving forward or do we say hey we, we give it our best shot she's saying she doesn't let's move on we felt like the Lord was asking us to keep moving forward so because we had to we had to you know start with the paperwork because of her age there's a lot of things we had to do to keep this as an opportunity um, on the table for her so so we did that we started our our home study we looked at adoption agencies we started filling out paperwork and our passports, all that stuff that we need to do. And in the middle of all that, as we're giving of ourselves and, and and continuing to, to do things, knowing that she may not change her mind, she may continue to say no. Um, something hit us, I should say hit me pretty hard. And it was this, in a small way, like on a teeny tiny scale, this is what Jesus went through when he was leading up to the cross, and specifically the garden. So I want to read that scripture for you. Luke twenty-two forty-one through 44. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me, Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him, and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. So i got to read this next part because I don't want to miss anything because this is what the Lord really revealed to me through this process. Jesus asked for the cup to pass from him. He saw the work, the pain, the struggle that was ahead of him to the point of sweating blood and asked the father, can we do this another way? But he said, not my will, but yours be done, father. He knew he had to keep moving toward what the father asked him to do, knowing that it was going to, one, cost him everything, and two, that many people could choose to reject the gift that he was dying to give them Do you guys feel the weight of that? So what did God reveal to me as we were pursuing this girl? Knowing she could keep saying no, um, he revealed a greater understanding of the gospel, a greater understanding of the love and sacrifice Jesus gave, despite knowing people could reject him. He's basically saying, here's this free gift I gave everything for, and I know you can say no but I'm still going to do this for you. So we're giving an outpouring through this time of our lives, knowing that this girl could keep on saying no. At times, the risk seemed to outweigh the possibility of her changing her mind. We could have stopped, but what if she changed her mind and we weren't ready? We couldn't let that happen. So after this revelation of like what the Lord was saying, and showing me like I say what we're walking through in a very small way is is what Jesus walked through on his way to the cross um, we ended up hosting her two more times and she continued to say no all the way to the end and so I'm sure we were asking you know what did you know why did God ask us to do this we're not exactly sure the full extent of that however, these two things for sure came out of it, as I had already mentioned. A greater understanding of Jesus' sacrifice and willingness to die and do what the Father asked him, despite people possibly rejecting this gift that he has died for everyone. And two, a girl that knows there was a family that did everything they could to provide her a home. Because part of what we were going up against was a previous family actually said they were going to adopt her and then backed out. So we wanted her to know that she was worth pursuing and worth wanting to be in our family. So another cool thing that came out of this as we were processing with our small group was um, right in the middle of all this, I felt like the Lord was asking me to write some music. And I really appreciated having brothers and sisters around to regularly process what we were going through as we were pursuing this girl, and then even being able to voice what I felt like the Lord was saying to me about writing music. So I voiced it to the group, and as soon as I did, um, some words and themes started coming out of of the process. And that by the end of last year, I had a rough tune together, basically about Jesus in the Garden and choosing to to carry the weight of the world um, on his shoulders as he was walking to the cross. So I actually get to share that with you guys next week. Um, and if you don't like it, you can blame Shannon because he asked me to. So, But I hope you guys like it, and I really hope. Um, I'm really looking forward to sharing it with you guys. So thanks for letting me share this morning.